0: You're listening to the Retirement Lifestyle Podcast with Chris and Susan Beasley.
1: Hi, it's Chris and Susan Beasley here with another episode of Living the Retirement Lifestyle, where we get together with some incredible people that we have met virtually and in live live events around the world, who all have a very special slant on entrepreneurship and have something to say about it. So today's guest is the amazing Robert Riapal, who is across the pond in Canada, I believe. Um, He's always traveling, so I hope that's where you are today.
2: I am. I'm back home. I haven't been traveling because of this silly thing going on in the world.
1: But you did get to take a vacation, though, didn't you?
2: Well, I did. Yes, I, I absolutely. But, of course, I mixed it with work, so I didn't have to pay for it. I got paid to go on that vacation.
1: Now, isn't that <laughs> the way it should be done? Definitely. That's what we would agree as that,
2: well. That sounds like
0: the best retirement going, doesn't yeah. it? Being on vacation and getting paid for it.
2: That's right. And, and, you know, to even make it better, because I went to Dubai, um, my host that brought me there, They took me on every excursion and I didn't have to pay a penny for it. So we were sand duning, we were riding, doing a hot air balloon ride, riding camels, going up Burj Khalifa and all VIP treatment. And I'm like, oh, stop it some more. Stop it some more. Please, please spell it some more
0: <laughs> <laughs>
1: and you know the funny thing when we we spoke earlier about this about Dubai because it was on our not only on our bucket list but it was actually booked and ready to go we were going to go in November 2020 and of course you know what happened so that's been put back a little bit but I, it looks awesome and we can't wait to go absolutely can't. he wants to do the skydiving thing but
0: yeah, Skydiving over the palm,
2: over the palms. Yes, yeah. One of my one of my friends, um, she did that because it had been on her dream board, and she and she does beautiful things on her vision board. She actually takes all the pictures that she of what she wants to do, and she actually then superimposes her face or herself into the picture, so she sees herself doing it. And what was cool is she had shown us um, a picture of her doing the skydiving over the palms as her dream. And so on the tandem, she put her face on the person that was doing the skydiving. Well, when we went to Dubai, she actually lived that dream. And when you see the actual picture of her her doing it, and you took it to the one that she had on her vision board, they almost looked identical. It was awesome. Do
1: you know, that is so incredible. And we'll come on to talk about dreams because that is the focus of this podcast um, with you today. But we had that same thing long before we ever gave up our traditional management consultancy business. We had a little office at home and we had a a board on it and we had pinned on it um, a picture of Sydney Harbour Bridge. Yes. And we'd written, we are going there one day. And that's before we even knew about vision boards and actually speaking into the future as if it had happened. And the day that we got invited to go and speak in Sydney, it was like, oh, my goodness, we've got to tell that story. And and we've told it many, many times. But yeah. that's our vision board. It's a work in progress. It's postcards where we've been. Always is. Postcards where we want to go. And from our friends who say we want you to come visit us. So it's.
2: Oh, that's awesome. I love it. And, and I love that it's behind you because now you see it every day. You see it again and again, because that's what's going to activate the whole law of attraction in your favor is the congruency of the vibration you're putting out. It's not just thinking it, but now you're seeing it. You're verbalizing it. All these um, energy waves are going out and the universe is going. They obviously want this really bad. Let me help them out with it. And that's what that's what's beautiful.
1: Yeah. And before we all knew knew about that and how the law of attraction really works, unfortunately, we went down the road. Most people do. You attract the things you don't want because you're worrying about them and talking about them and thinking about them non-stop. But there we go. So listen, would you share with us, you talk about how important it is to dream big. We do too. We talk about dreaming big for your retirement vision and then bringing yeah. it into reality. You have so much talent in this area. Would you prepare yeah. to share some of that with us, please?
2: Only because you asked so nicely. Oh, thank you. <laughs> <laughs> but, you know, funny little um, thing that happened to me last night, though, and it made me think of getting ready for this interview, is I, I had to go to the pharmacy to pick something up yesterday because uh, the post office was there. And I drive in, and as I'm driving in, I notice the closer parking. It says um, for 55 plus, um, um, parking. And I got excited that in a couple of years, I get to park there. And I'm like, wait a second, what am I doing? Getting excited about, you know, (laughs) and it's just like, wow, I, I still, I still think of myself as 20 or 30 because, you know, mentally, I'm never growing up. Right. What's the say If growing old is, um, mandatory growing up is optional and I choose not to grow up. So, but, um, on the dreaming big, especially when it comes to retirement. Look at all the statistics that people spend their whole life going, I want to get to retirement. I want to get to retirement. I want to get to it. And that's all they seem to live for. But the moment they retire, if they don't set a new dream within a couple of years, they're passing away. And, and that's to me is a big thing is because they forgot, they focus so much on getting to retirement. They forgot to focus past it. What would retirement look like for me? And that's why dreaming big is so critical And notice it's not just saying dreaming. It's dreaming big. Well, Robert, uh, you know, I don't know how much time I have. So dream big of what you'd love to do in whatever time. We don't know when it's our time to go. So are you going to sit there and go, well, I'm going to play it small because maybe my time's up? Or you know what? What is truly on that bucket list? And a friend of mine, Les Brown, I love what he says. He says the problem isn't that we set our goals too high and we miss them. The problem is we set them too low and we hit them, and by doing that we end up playing into that meaty ochre life. And so when I sit there and because I've been blessed to be retired a few times, and and I love what someone says. You're retired. Does that mean you're tired again? And I'm like, <laughs> <"No>, right. <laughs> and to me, the reason I don't look at it as being retired is because I'm living passionate days doing what I love to do. And I look at so much more ahead of me. What could I be really experiencing? Where could I go? Who could I be meeting? Who could I be sharing time with? And and that to me is the key. So especially in return, don't be afraid to dream big. Really go for the gusto. Don't worry about how am I going to make it happen? What is it going to look like? What do I got to do? That's just going to stress you out. The first step, just start setting those big dreams of what's real, um, you know, and take a look at, just what you guys have behind you. Put something like that board together and have fun with it. And you may just be surprised at what you're able to do. Absolutely.
0: I,
1: I so. couldn't agree with you more. It's, it's fabulous, isn't it? When you When you have that dream and that
0: vision. Yeah, I mean, it's one of those things, like something you said there. You know, we've all said when we retire, we're going to and you have these things as you're going up it's like when you were a kid you you, the your dreams there was nothing gonna stop you from being an astronaut or a ballet dancer or yes whatever there was no limit to what you were going to be or a
2: belly dancing astronaut
0: (laughs) very true (laughs) that would be cool wouldn't it (laughs) who knows
2: (laughs) with weightlessness you'd be like it in slow motion—that would be fun. well
1: you've only got to ask Richard Branson. I mean, he fulfilled his dream this past weekend at 70. He—he he went up right? into space, like um, Yes, everything.
2: and and I love his philosophy. And I—I I apologize, Chris, that I had cut you off with that it's joke. Right, but I love, I love his philosophy. Say yes and figure it out later.
0: Yeah.
2: Right. If we all lived that way, no matter what age we're at, you know, imagine uh, to get my dad. To even think of going on a holiday at 84, he's too stubborn to send his way. And, and, and it crushes me because it's like his, his brothers, he's, he's second oldest of 10 kids. And his oldest brother is always saying, David, hey, come to Mexico with me. And of course, then he's got every reason why my health and this, and it's like, just go. And, and when we get him to go anywhere with us, he, you know, he, he grumps and grovels. And, but when he gets there, then he's like, has so much fun. And it's like, but don't point it out to him that he's having fun. Because if you do, then he also, right. And, and I've learned to love him for who he is, not who I want him to be, but he's, to me, um, he gives a great example of why I want to keep living life to the fullest because I, I, I love him to death, but I see that he doesn't have as fulfilling of a life as he truly could. If, if he just stepped out and, and dreamed a little bit more. Right. And, and that's, that becomes a driving factor for me to empower as many people as I can to just, look, life is meant to be lived. Life is meant to be experienced.
1: I, I so agree. In fact, Mum, when we took her home yesterday, she came over to us and her grandson and uh, his partner, and she's about to have a baby. It'll be one of my mum's second great grandchildren. So she was so excited. But at 92, she's not traveling anymore since she was diagnosed with Alzheimer's it's just you can't get the insurance Mm. and she would worry about it but she said do you know what I don't care because I've traveled the world I've seen things other people have never seen and she said if I can say to you you two whatever you do just go for it you've only got one life you have to do the things that you can do when you can, because you never know when the time will come that you can't.
2: Yes. And, and, and that's why I love to teach people how to re to retire early. Cause I say, why wait until you're older and maybe you have your health to actually do those things, yeah. start doing them now and, and have those experiences and I um, I love her, your grandmother's, or your grandmother? My mom, my mom. Your mom's, I love what she said. You know, I've been able to travel the world and do things and see things that not a lot of people can. And, and, and unfortunately, in North America, you, you hear the, the statistics of people that never leave their town their whole life. Mm-hmm. And I can't imagine not. I can't imagine not. And, and but look, I, until I became a trainer, I actually kind of was, I was, I had only traveled in Canada and U.S. a bit, and I thought I'd lived, <laughs> And then I started experiencing cultures like people, like you in the UK, where traveling and world travel is just a normal way of being. Yeah. And so you talk about different perspective. And so that's, what's cool is, is how do we blend the perspectives and the wealth of knowledge from people all around the world? And, and I'm gonna flip it on retirees. I'm gonna flip it on this way. See, you not traveling, may rob someone that you would meet somewhere else of sharing the gift of your knowledge and your experience. (gasps) Because what you could bring to them, and so what a great reason to go traveling. Because you never know who you're going to meet that. Maybe you're sitting at a cafe and someone younger comes along and you strike up a conversation and you end up having the most amazing conversation ever. And that person goes, I am so happy I met you. But if you never stepped out, and and because that wisdom that comes with, years of of living you can't learn it without experiencing it so that when someone can share stories that's what to me one of the greatest gifts retirement can give people
0: i mean is the actually,
2: wealth of your knowledge
0: we've actually got a story like that because we went to singapore i don't know probably three years ago now and we had an extra couple of days on top of the meeting that we were at and we walked outside to get on a boat there was a oh, river outside the hotel yeah. and yep. we just walked outside and we walked up to get a ticket and we were talking to the guy who sold the tickets and he was 70 years old yeah was in he? one of
1: these little kiosks you know like they have okay, yeah and then, yeah
0: and we were just talking to him about his life yeah you know, and you just, you know, because he said, oh, what are you doing here? And we said, well, you know, you're 70. You've told us that. Why are you selling tickets? You know, and he told us he was trying to support his family. But more, he enjoyed it and he enjoyed talking to people. Yes. Because he met yes. people every day. Just by selling him a ticket,
1: and that's what he said. I love meeting people. It's the stories that I can tell from that. And he immediately said, like, this. This makes us laugh because we we do it all the time. <laughs> he goes, "Can I have a selfie with you?" <laughs> <laughs> and was so like, funny. oh my goodness, it's so funny. And then he he connected with us on social media, and literally now. He just sends us a message once or twice a year. He'll share something about his family, if he's had a new grandchild. And, do you know, that for us means more than standing on that stage. Oh, my goodness. In a room full oh. of entrepreneurs.
2: Way, way, I, am li- I am lit up. like That's it. Now, was it was it at Clark Quay that you guys were going on the boat? Was that where you in Singapore? I can't
0: remember. I don't know. We were going down the river and down towards the
2: is it a harbour
1: where the big hotel is? Yeah, where the where yes. the um where the water Marina comes Bay out. Sands. Yes. Yeah, yeah,
2: yeah, Marina Bay, love it. You know, and, and that was kind of similar to one of my first experiences in Singapore. One of the things I love to do, and, and this is something I'm gonna recommend to anybody who travels, I don't care what age you are, but when I get to a place I've never been, I love to go in and just hop on public transport and just get lost. And so I had landed in Singapore and I'm getting ready to do a training and I had a new assistant trainer. She was from, she's from Australia, but she's Mexican. So I call her my Mozzie. And so she's my Mexican <laughs> Aussie. And I said, we're, we're gonna go down and we're gonna tour and I wanna go down to the Marina Bay Sands. I wanna, um, cause we were staying up near the airport. So we hop on the public transport, we go down there. And while we're walking along, I see this guy that he's in amazing shape, young guy. He comes up and he asks for some drugs. He's trying to find, and we're like, well, we're lost too, so why don't we get lost together? And so as we're getting lost, and we start sharing stories, we find out that um, he is a performer in a Cirque du Soleil type show that's in Singapore. Mm-hmm. And he's the um, half of a pair, you know, you see the strong comp where the two, a guy, and a two, either two guys or a guy and a girl, they'll do the different poses and they'll just sheer strength and elegance, right? And he's like asking what we're doing there. And we're saying, we're here to do a training. And all of a sudden he's like, I need to know more. And we're like, what do you mean? He goes, he says, one of the reasons I'm on the subway, he says, all my colleagues, they're just, they just want to go party." He says, but I just want to learn and meet people and grow. And he was reading uh, the book on the training we were doing that weekend. And he's like, how is it I met you when, oh my goodness, I'm reading that book right now. And I, so I'm asking him, you know, what is your schedule like? And, and, can you come? And I said, well, I'll bring you in VIP. You come in. And we're having the most amazing conversation just because we're out investigating Singapore and enjoying life. And you never know who you're going to bump into. You never know, right? And so that's a great gift. Again, that's where that that knowledge that only comes from years of experience. And it ended up, he ended up, invited myself and my assistant trainer to their show. And we ended up with front row seats. the whole show and I love those kind of performances what a benefit and again could we have planned that no we're just going out to have some fun be who we are and you'll be amazed at who you bump into and who you attract into your life when you're out actually living life instead of just sitting and going well I'm retired there's nothing I can do now oh my goodness now you've got the time to really go and do stuff so live it up so dream big for that for sure
0: no, absolutely. So one of the things that we find challenges people, it certainly challenged us, I suppose, uh, a few years ago.
1: We wish we'd met you a few years
0: All of a sudden, you know, people are thinking about their retirement and then all of a sudden they get some sort of financial challenge. Just like we did. We invested in property in 2005 and, of course, 2008 came along and poof, it all, the, there we are. Yeah. So you get these challenges and all of a sudden people's dreams seem to fade because of the thought, I might not have the money. But today there are so many different ways of generating what we call a retirement income. Yes. And, but people don't seem to do it. They want to do it, maybe. They've all got this sort of thing, oh, I could still do it even though... But there's something that stops them, and I, I'm certain there's just a pro, maybe it's a fear of success, or maybe it's a fear of failure, failure, or maybe it's a fear of this stuff only happens to other people, or
2: I'm too old to learn something new.
1: That's
0: ah,
2: that's
1: the biggest one, honestly, and and I think also that because we're in the environment, you're in the environment of training um, and the stuff that you've done with Tihar and and the, and the group, and you continue to do that. We understand it and we see what's out there. It's amazing the people who have never heard of the idea of starting a business in or for their retirement.
2: Yes. Yeah. And, and, and that's the thing is it's, it's, it's opening, and so the first step is that fear overcoming the fear, and that's where the dreaming big comes in. Mm-hmm. And two powerful words I'm using all the time: what's next? Because look, just like you guys had the crash in 2005 or 2008, and all of a sudden you could, you, your choice could have been go into victim role and like, whoa, he's me, why me? This isn't fair. And and we do go through it. It's okay as oh, long did. as you get through it. We get through it, right? And then that's where those words come in and I'll go, what next? So um, I'll use recent events. March 10th, 2020, I arrived back in Canada from doing a three-day event in India. March 11th, my world changes, I get locked down, and all of a sudden all my live events around the world are canceled. And for the first couple of weeks, I got into a victim role. I, the mind's so powerful, I actually got myself sick thinking I had COVID, I just got back from India. I started feeling terrible. My wife would not isolate me. She wanted to take care of me. So she got sick. There's days where we couldn't even be awake for more than an hour. We were so drained, so tired because we're waiting and waiting because the government's trying to figure out how to do tests. We're trying to get through. Can we book a test? We need to know. We finally get one booked about a week and a half later. We go in and then they say it's going to take a week to get the results. And this whole time we're putting ourselves through all this stuff. But the moment we get the results, that of course it's negative, also we're feeling better. It's amazing how that happens, right? But during that whole time too, it's like, what are we gonna do? Revenue's gone. You know, thank goodness we have other businesses, but hundreds of thousands of dollars of cash flow came from me being on stage around the world in front of live audiences. All of a sudden, evaporated. And it was, what's next? And that's where it's like, well, let's go digital. Let's build our training center. What other businesses can we do since I've got time I'm home and it's now looking at and getting that curiosity mode. That's one of the greatest ways to get through the fear is be curious and then ask yourself, what is it I enjoy? And what is it I'm passionate about that I would love to do that I can maybe make money at at the same time Mm -hmm. and combine that, combine it. So that then the fear of learning something new, you can actually be enjoying learning because it's something you, you enjoy, and then you're learning to make money at the same time. How perfect is that? How beautiful is that, right? So that's kind of some of the ways I look at life when, when chaos comes up and, and kind of smacks me upside the head. It's, it's, it's always looking at perspective. And I did, I did a total reinvent. And where I am today, I'm happier because even as things open up more, I won't travel as much as I used to for work. Let's be clear on that. Yeah. Yeah. I will still travel, but now it'll be just for my wife and I to enjoy the sheer fun of traveling and being together.
1: It's the same. We went through exactly the same. And I guess we have the advantage because we were already using the technologies like this, like Zoom, um, for working with one-on-one with clients and small groups of people. So we just looked at, well, let's make our podcast a video podcast so people can actually see the people that they're listening to. How much more powerful is that? Um, And that's what we did for the most part of 2020 and just tried to keep our own mindset high, deliver as much value as we possibly could into the marketplace with no thought of where it could go but also worked on well what things should we add into our business now that will be good for us but we can also teach to other people and that's how we started Mm. to create our course on um, online entrepreneurship for boomers and seniors because we knew the things that the challenges that they were going to face but first we had to position them in the respect of actually they could start an online business even if they'd never done anything like it before
2: yes and, and the cool thing is is you start part-time yes. see and this is probably where a lot of retirees go i've worked all my life i don't want another full-time job then start part-time because and and i love systems i'm all about systems yeah. and two types of businesses i've always enjoyed franchises and network marketing why because they both have systems to them. But the big difference is between the two, because I was a Domino's Pizza franchisee for nine years. wow! And my wife and I, we knew, but the average Domino's Pizza cost you $250,000 to buy or build one. And really, you were buying yourself a $60,000 a year job, pretty much is what it was. But the reason it was beautiful is because, especially if you've never done business before, you learn the systems, you follow the systems, Don't reinvent the systems and you can do very well. But on the same side, you take network marketing and for a very small investment, and you learn while you earn, you earn while you learn, you start part-time and you start to see how it can go. And then the time and effort you put in, you can end up turning that into a great income, especially for retirement. And what's um, really cool though, is it's like, again, don't think you have to do all or nothing. That's another fear that stops people is they've got, I've got to jump in full on. I've got to do it all. I've got to know it all or else I'm not going to do well. But something that you said, um, Susan, is that is value. I love the the universal principle that says you will be paid in um, direct proportion to the value you give. So the two of you are giving a ton of value. That's why even especially in the beginning, we're learning, we're growing, we're adding value, adding value, adding value. You're not doing it for the income. You're doing it to add value. But then money becomes a beautiful side effect. See, and that's what I want your listeners to understand. Don't do something for the money. Do it because you enjoy it. Do it because it's giving you um, something to do to go towards your dreams. And then let the money become that beautiful side effect, the tool that it is. It's not everything. It becomes a tool. And that's all it is. So now, if you can have fun, impact people, add value, make money. Oh, my goodness. How does it get any better than that, right? Absolutely. You've got the whole, yeah, you got the well, whole picture.
1: <laughs> I mean, we, we are huge proponents of network marketing. In fact, it was way before we even started our online business career that we were introduced to it. We didn't even know it existed at that Right. Time. You know, uh, we were early 50s then and we had the traditional invite. We we, we had been invited to a, a hotel yeah. meeting, had not a clue what it was about. <laughs> but you know what? What we learned from that in terms of joining the business, obviously, the personal development, the books we read that yes. we never knew existed in a library the cds the cds that we listened to in the car car became our university on the way to clients every day traveling to clients i tell you what if you never made a bean out of a network marketing company business the impact it makes on your life and your well-being and the community you become a part of yes is unparalleled, unparalleled. yeah
2: and, and and it becomes a growth but they say that you're the average of the five people you spend the most time with and um i, I and this was a paradigm shift for me because i'd be on stage and i'd always say to my audience don't you feel blessed to be in a room full of like-minded people and everybody's like yeah And I used to look at it that way of, I want to be around like-minded people until a mentor of mine last year gave me that whole paradigm shift. He says, I don't want to be in a room full of like-minded people. And so picture like this. So Chris, Susan, you and I, the three of us, we decide to go, we want to go to the mall. So we all head down to the bus stop. There's a couple other people there and we're all waiting for the bus to go to the mall. Well, we're all like-minded and that bus, when it comes along, is only going to take us to the mall. It's not going to make us successful, plain and simple. So if you're around like-minded people that are complaining, you're going to be a complainer because you're all like-minded. And what's that going to do for you? Nothing. If you're in a group of retirees that just sit there and go, I've got nothing to do. My life sucks. Guess what your life is going to be? It's going to suck. I'm sorry to tell you, but that's what's going to happen. So what my, my mentor said is he said, surround yourself with growth-minded people. He said, the difference is a growth-minded person, when you fall, they'll be there to pick you up. When you're um, doing great, they'll celebrate you. But they're also willing to have the tough conversations with you. The conversations where it might be kicking you in the ass and saying, step up your game. Get out of your misery and start doing something instead of being a complainer. They're the ones, you know, like my wife is probably the greatest gift in my life because if it was up to me, with what my conditioning was growing up, I would be in a job and miserable today. But you do a job, whether you like it or not, to support your family. If it's paying you and it's secure, then you do it. And that was me. But she's like, no, we. you have, you have greater potential in you. And so even becoming a trainer, she's the one that gently, and not so gently sometimes, kicked me in the butt saying, step up you've got a gift to give the world. Your, your gift is to speak and to teach people. So playing small is not helping anybody. And it comes back to that value. So as you're adding value, and, and so that environment that you're just talking about, that's probably one of the biggest things I respect about that industry is that it is about the personal development. And so you're right. You don't, you mean, even if you never make beans, I love that. You may never make beans. Who you are as a person and who you're going to grow to be I love connecting people with people that have that same passion, that same drive, that same zest in their life. And it's like, so what books would you recommend? Well, I've been reading this one, great. I added to my library. That's the kind of environment I wanna be part of.
1: And we say this all the time. I mean, when we send out, if, if there's nothing much we can talk about in an email to our subscribers, we say, well, what book are you reading right now? Well we've just got this one. Go and get it. Go and get it. Yeah. It's not for yeah. us to make some tiny commission from Amazon, sending them to Amazon. That's, it doesn't happen like that. But I want them to know that this is an amazing book and yeah. you're going to get such a lot of value out
2: of it. Oh, my goodness. Yeah. 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 Absolutely. Love it. Richard,
1: I can't thank you enough for your input into this podcast today. I, I, We definitely have to have you back. We can see why you have excelled so well in what you do in life and the people that you help, and I think there's so much more that you can share with us. I want to finish
2: Anytime. On... Anytime. Oh, I'll you. tell you that. Thank Anytime. You.
1: Bless you. I'd like to finish on... A quote that we put in one of the books that we wrote around the topic of retirement. And I'll I'll get some contact details for everyone from you in a moment. And she said, you only have one life and it's not even a hundred years. So why not be happy?
0: Mm. And she was the first Mm. woman to climb, Climb. first Norwegian woman to climb Mount Everest.
1: Pretty amazing. eh?
2: yeah and and you know it, that's um right in my book success left a clue that was a lesson i learned from a, um, a, one of my students in india is choose to be happy because it is a choice and so i love that i love that quote that's awesome
1: oh uh, well i'll definitely make sure that you have that so where can our listeners and viewers find you and do you have a book that they could
2: read mm-hmm. yeah you know and As a gift, what I'd love to do is a gift from us. For you being so kind and and gracious to invite me onto your podcast, my first book that I wrote, Success Left a Clue, uh, I would love for your audience to be able to get the digital copy download as our gift to them for taking the time to listen to your podcast because I value people's time. And if they've taken the time to tune in and listen, thank you so much for that because I know the two of you add value in everything you do. And so as a gift, all you have to do is go to Robert Riopel, my name, Robertriopel.com and they can download the PDF or the digital copy of my book, Success Left to Clue. But I will let you know, it does come with a caveat. <laughs> you uh-huh. see, it's not a book that I wrote just for someone to read and then put up on the shelf and make it shelf help. That's not why I wrote it. It's, I wrote it as a workbook because I go through six steps to have and design the life of your dreams. And so step number three is take action. So I actually put action steps in the book and I'll say, do not read any further until you've done this action. And then the next chapter, it'll say, did you do the last action? If not, stop reading right now, go back and do that action because people are creatures of habit. And so it is an easy read, but I want them to do the work because if they put the work in, they will be blown away with what can happen with their life.
1: That is absolutely fabulous. What better way to end what has been a fabulous interview with you today. Robert, thank you so very much for all of our viewers and listeners. Thank you for joining us on Living the Retirement Lifestyle and we look forward to seeing you on the next episode. Thank you.
0: This is the Retirement Lifestyle Podcast with Chris and Susan Beasley.